Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friend Zone podcast. It's your boy, Real Talk More. Who I got in the building with me? It's your boy, Cliff Brockmanow. What up? It's your boy, Reggie, Mr. Body Defining. Yes, yes, yes. How you doing, bro? So I'm glad to have you on the show. You know, we want to discuss a wide variety of topics. You know, the current climate that we're living in is so much stress. There's so much drama going on between, um, you know... Rape allegations and race wars and just just so so crazy. So I wanted to to bring you in, you being you know a fitness and, and wellness guru to have conversations with our people about you know how can we achieve the healthy lifestyle still while dealing with all the drama and the stress. You know, so we're gonna jump right into the show. The first topic is health and stress, and the question is. How do we find? How do we still find ways to remain healthy in the stressful environment that we're currently in? I mean, it's really just about what it is that you want. You know, one of the first things that I talk to people about is, you know, finding out what your why is. Like, why? Why do you want to, you know, be healthier? Why do you want? What do you? Why do you want the results that you're looking for? And actually, you know, when you start to work towards your healthy, active lifestyle and you start exercising, exercise is actually a great stress reliever. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people don't understand that and realize how much exercise can help them relieve stress, especially if you go into, you know, thinking about doing some kickboxing or boxing or hitting that heavy bag. Like, you can take your stress out, you know, hitting that heavy bag, um, but it's a great workout at the same time. And, um, you know, when you're working out, you start to feel better. When you feel better, you have less stress. Yeah. What about you? Like, how, you know, in your lifestyle, you work crazy hours and stuff. How do you try to remain, you know, healthy in the stressful environment um like like um the gym going to the gym is a good stress reliever because it's like I don't think about any of my problems when I'm in there for the two hours I'm in there I'm just thinking about getting the job done whether it's cardio whether it's a new exercise I picked up from YouTube or whether it's I'm helping somebody else it's a good stress reliever because you you don't after you exercise and you get a good workout, you don't think about all the other problems, you know? Because mm-hmm. for that time being, you're stressed because you accomplished a goal. So that's why I feel like um, exercise is very important. I mean, to me, it's tough. You know, I I work very long. I, I obviously, everybody works very long hours. I work a very sedentary job where I'm just sitting in front of a computer for hours, you know, sometimes from 9 to 8, sometimes, you know, 8.30 to 7.30, so... Like what, if if someone's not able to get to the gym as often as possible, what kind of advice can you give them to like you know get some kind of activity in, especially when their job is sedentary? Well, here's here's one of the things, right? So, you know, like the the team I work with and and people that know me, it, all of that is really just an excuse, right? It, it's a matter of okay, because you have time for whatever it is that you want. And most people just like, oh, no, I got I don't have time. Right. I work these long hours and, you know, I got to get this time to get to work. And then I got the kids and all this other stuff. Right. And so the first thing that I give them is an analogy because I have analogies for everything. Mm -hmm. And so the first question I ask is, okay, cool. 
you gotta, you know, time is is of the essence. You, you lack time, right? Okay, so if I told you that you're not allowed to change anything in your lifestyle, but however, the CDC says that all adults should be doing 90 minutes of strength training per week, two and a half hours of cardio per week, right? That's the bare minimum all adults should be doing to be healthy. So if you incorporate that, figure it out, however you're gonna figure it out, over the next 12 months, I'll give you $10 million. What you gonna do? I'm gonna make it happen. Right. I'm gonna cut out some of my TV shows. Exactly. I'm gonna cut out some of the Knicks games or the Giants game. I'm gonna figure it out some kind of way. And and so when I when I share that with people and I say, okay, cool. So what that's telling me is two things. One, there's the time. You just haven't found the reason deep enough in order for you to create that time. Two, you're saying that ten million dollars is worth more than your life. And you guys, that's deep because unless you have that incentive out there that you really, you know, considered, because it's easy to make excuses. Like I said, you know what, my, my excuse to you was that I worked long hours, but then I still eventually find time to, like, watch, watch something, games, the next game, games. or go on Hulu and watch This Is Us if I missed it. Like, right. you know, if I miss a certain show live, I'll go back and watch it and spend time. Or I'm guilty of a Netflix, Netflix binge as well. And, and I'm all for that, right? If you want, I'm not going to tell you that you can't have a life, right? Because it's all about what I, what I preach is it's all about living a healthy, active lifestyle, right? So that means there's a lifestyle. But the healthier you are... The, the more stylishly you can live your life. So if you're going to go watch the next game, right, guess what? There's commercials. Mm -hmm. Typical commercial breaks, I mean, not necessarily during games um, like football and basketball, but like during TV shows, a typical commercial break is about three minutes. You can use that three minutes to do something. Three minutes of hard, intense, you know, hot hit training, some high-intensity interval training yeah. is rough. Three minutes is a long time. You know, so you can do that um, at your job. You know, if you have a sedentary job, I mean, you can stand up, you can sit down, you can do stuff in a chair. I mean, we're sitting in chairs right now, and I can create a whole workout plan just using this chair. I actually have a video on my YouTube page mm -hmm. um, that talks about working out with a chair, right? And so not only can you work out with the chair that you have, but who's, who's stopping you from bringing in dumbbells? It's not going to take up some space, right? Get some five-pound dumbbells and do some things you know, at your desk. Most times, I mean, I, I highly doubt your job is going to be like, listen, you can't bring in them dumbbells unless you're making a whole lot of noise because what's going to happen is is that the healthier you are, the more productive you're going to be. Mm -hmm. So that's why there's a lot of jobs that are getting, getting incentives and health incentives and, you know, they have these Fitbit challenges and, you know, all of that stuff My that the employees that have well. to do in order to create, one, to lower the insurance, right? Mm -hmm. But two, they understand that the healthier their employees are, the more productive you can be, right? And so if you're like, listen, I'm bringing in these weights and I need to, you know, do this. I might need to take five minutes here and there every hour to go do something. I'm sure they'll be okay with it as long as you're getting your work done. Mm -hmm. What that also might do is it might spark and inspire other people to start doing the same thing, right? Because it always takes one person to start a movement. Mm -hmm. One person's got to get started. And so you can be that person to do it. But, you know, most, again, it, like as you mentioned earlier, it's easier to create, to use the excuse and accept the excuse. Why? Because it's just easier. But there's a will, there's a way. There's other people that's making it happen. There's other people that's getting results. There's other people who may have a tougher life than you do, but they still find time to make make it happen. And, and really what it's about is just a matter of you finding the reason why you want to, to be healthier. You finding something, a connection that's going to keep you in that mind frame of, you know what, no matter what.
and and it's different for everybody. That ten million dollars that I offered may not work for somebody who money doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, some people it's their kids. You know, some people their kids are their a, a good enough reason for them to do it. It could be their mom. It could be their dad. Be around for them, right. Exactly. You know, so yeah. it, it's all about finding the deep connection that's going to push you and motivate you when you wake up and it's raining outside and you were supposed to go out for this run. And what's going to get you to say, okay, you know what? I said I'm going to go do it. So let me go do it. And mm-hmm. and it varies for everybody. And everybody has to find out, you know, what that is. And you know, me being a trainer, I share, you know, because people say, well, do you guarantee results? And I get that question all the time. And I say, look, I guarantee if you follow the plan, yeah. you'll get results. Yeah. But you are with you all, more times than you're with me. I think it's... Because you can't control when they're cheating. Right. Exactly. Or, or, or they're making that late night checkers run, even though they told you they just had a shake. Exactly. And it was done it's, for the night. But it, I think it's uh, it's two hundred and I think it's 228 hours or 248 hours in a week. Right. And so even when with my clients that I see anywhere from two to three hours in our two to three sessions a week you still control more of the time and so you have the control it's your power it's what you decide to do when you're not when no one's watching mm-hmm. right what are you doing when no one's watching are you you know the one that's got the candy in the drawer and you're just not telling me about it and you know what the, the funny thing is, is you saying is what you do when no one's watching because that's the definition of character right, right. Mm-hmm. is the things you do when no one's watching is the things you do when no one has expectations for you you know what I'm saying? That's what defines your character. As, as a person who works a lot of hours, like, what things do you do to, like, you know, fit in a healthy lifestyle even while working so many hours? Um, Me, I go to the gym four or five days a week, and it's not just for appearances to say people are all look um, good and stuff. It's a stress reliever for me, right? So you figure in two weeks I do about close to 135 hours, 140 hours, but even then... I'm still going to gym four or five days a week. I, I have the luxury of having amazing. the gym in my job. So my lunch breaks equals, if I do 16 hours, I'm at the gym twice. The first hour, I'm going to do weight training. And then the second hour, I'm going to do cardio after I ate all my meals. And then I'm burning, I'm trying to burn off the um, breakfast and lunch and stuff. But it's not about the gym because some people are not comfortable with the gym, right? So you could just you could, you could just do some old school things. Um, educating yourself is key, right? So mm-hmm. you could even... Get a yoga yoga mat, bring it home after work. You know, listen to some music. What you go? Then throw on a, throw on a Taibo tape. Do some Taibo. Find an empty space where you can work out at. Cause the gym is not for everybody. If you're not in good shape, and you feel like you, you the gym could become a competition, right? If somebody who's yeah. a trainer, he's working out, he's doing this, he's doing squats, he's doing that, and what you call A lot of times, I go in the gym and they think I'm a trainer cause I have size on me. But I, 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 if I can help them, I show them, right? But I tell them, I'm not a trainer, but I can show you how to do the exercise or their watch. It's all about educating yourself. Somebody, and You said something that is key, right? Because someone like myself who's like really out of shape, I'll go to the gym, I'll be motivated in my head. I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to hit this gym and stuff like that. You go there, and then you have the yeah, you people have. staring at you. Even though you haven't, you, you didn't go out your way to speak to them. You didn't ask them anything. You just in your corner trying to do your thing. And they want to come and show you something. And not even not about even that. Show. It's, it's just, it's the, sometimes it's the the little chuckles or yeah, the, the, but the, so the long you, stares so and stuff like that. So that kind of so that's why I said you kills gotta, people's motivation. That, that's why you got to get into a comfortable environment, right? So if you get you go home, you purchase a yoga mat, like you said, some dumbbells, that models, a little... Um, some gloves, what you call it. You can YouTube stuff, 
and you can go step by step to get that motivation. And then listen to some music. Music is therapeutic, right? So mm-hmm. when you want to work out, you want to listen to something that's going to make you feel good. So if you're in the gym and you feel like you compete and you're in a competition, you're not going to be motivated to do 30, 40 minutes on the treadmill. You're not going to mm-hmm. be motivated to do four or five sets uh, of um, dumbbell workouts which because you're going to feel like, is he watching me? What is he doing? So, so you got to put yourself in a comfortable environment. So before you go on to the next topic, right? So with that, because I, I get people that say that, right? And that's why you got a, a lot of gyms like Planet Fitness that are popping up that's talking about no, no judgment, judgment, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Chances are they're not even looking at you, right? They're not even looking at you. The people that are in the gym that are focused, they're not paying attention. But what happens is, is that because... You're going, you feel like you're out of shape, you feel, and you have that self consciousness, right? And so you feel like they're looking at you, but they're looking at you because you're looking at them. Yeah. Right? And I'm, so. It, it, I, I agree with that to a certain point, but there is a certain point, you know, it's just like living in this body for 35 years. There is a certain point where it's just like, you know, you, you see it, you ignore it, but then it's just like, you know, you. It's, it stays on there. It stays on you for like longer than than you comfortable, and then it kind of it derails you. If you so so here's the, so here's what when you start getting in momentum, right? And you don't worry about everybody else because mm-hmm. your only your only competition is the person that you look at in the mirror, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then as you start to get better, as you start to get results, you start to build more confidence. As you're building more confidence, so that's one of the things that I, I work with people, is, and, and I say it's, I'm going to teach you how to fall back in love with your body. Because when you start to fall back in love with your body, you have confidence and you can do whatever it is that you want in the gym, right? And so, you know, one of the things, like for me, I like on leg days, I'll rock tights. Just some tights and a tank top on leg days, right? And at first, I used to look at the bodybuilders and stuff doing. I'm like, yo, why are they rocking tights? Like, I mean, I, I'm a track and football guy, so I've worn tights on the track and, and the field and stuff, yeah. but never in the gym, just like that, with no shorts over it or nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And at first, you know, I was like, you know what, man, people might be looking at me, and and so I, the same first thought, right? It's just like people have been looking at me, and then. I realized that working out in tights when you do legs, there's so much freedom. Like it's you get a better workout, and so I do it. Not, I don't care, right? And but it's that confidence it's that I feel. Easy for Mr. Body nah, not to I'm care to tell you. versus Mr. Keg. Listen, you know what I mean? when you when you start to create that confidence in yourself, when you start to feel good, you block out the people. Yeah. Right, and it, it's because everybody gets nervous. There are people who are in shape that are, you know, like people that have won competitions that get nervous. People that still feel like I said, even me being Mr. Body, right. When I started to decide that I was going to rock some tights in the gym, I felt like people was watching me, and people do, right? But then I got the confidence that, listen, I'm about to crush this workout anyway. And so when I start crushing the workout, then they look at me like, oh, wow, he's he crushing that workout. And so that's the same thing. That's the same mentality. You go, you go in there, I'm about to crush this workout for me, right? Because you might not have the aesthetic look, right? Mm-hmm. But you might be stronger than somebody that looks good. There's a yeah. lot of people out here with show muscles. Yeah. That's what I call it. They just look good. They're yeah, not functional. They, they don't do muscles. nothing. Oh, so, let me, <laughs> right. so let me ask this next question. Is food and exercise the only thing we can we have to worry about when trying to be healthy? Because, like, I also feel like we constantly talk about, you know, eating the right foods or doing some right exercises. But sometimes your mind is poisoned and your mind is not healthy. And that kind of deters you even more than the food that you eat or your lack of exercise. Right. And so it's your mindset is what's going to you know control everything. Right. And so a lot of times people don't realize that exercise is just 20 percent of the equation. Right. And 80 percent of the equation is your nutritional habits because you can get results without going to the gym. 
mm-hmm. because of what you're eating, when you're eating, how you're eating it, and having the right nutritional plan that's going to be catered towards your specific goals and your specific things that you're trying to accomplish, right? But it's 80% nutrition, 20%, 20% working, out, yeah. working out, but 100% mindset, right? Because we are our biggest dream killers, right? Mm-hmm. The, the fear of failure, the fear of success, Right. It's not just because a lot of times people just always talk about fear with failure. Right. But sometimes we fear the success of getting to where we want to be. And so it's like, Dad, what would happen if I get there? Right. Oh, man, I don't know. How, like, I don't know how I would act. I don't know how I would feel. Right. And so that fear of that success and getting your results holds you back. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, the, the mindset is the, is 100 percent of it. So when I started my fitness business um, called Body Defining, which is where the name comes from. Right. My tagline is reshaping your body and your mind, because if you don't reshape your mind, you're not going to keep the results that you get, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, we live in an age of where people go for these quick fixes. Right. They want to go to DR. They want to go get the surgery and stuff like that. And then they lose it. And the reason that they've lost it is because they never learn the habits. They never change their mindset. They don't understand what it takes to get there and also keep it. And so they go spend this money to get the quick fix, but you never change your mind. That's a fact. That's a fact. I, I know that current struggles is just like, you know, you could do things to try to assist you to lose weight. But if you ha- don't have that mindset, you know, the tools that got you to where you didn't want to be creeps back in and right. kind of sabotages the success of what you try to accomplish, you know? So what do you think you you know, you know, can do outside of exercise and eating right to get your mind right into feeling good and to, to keep in a healthy lifestyle? Um, besides exercise and eating right, you can, um, you can do a food journal, right? Because when you write things down, you remember stuff, so right? So if Monday, if Monday you had McDonald's, Burger King, and Taco Bell, right? You could go, you could say Tuesday you want to do better, right? So you're going to look at your, your journal on Monday and say, listen, I got crazy with it on Monday. Then Tuesday you might clean it up. Mm-hmm. Then Tuesday you was like, okay, I feel better today. I feel good. Then you might, you might do certain things. When you write stuff down, you remember it, right? So you could do a food journal for five to seven days, and it could help you feel better. You might not eat clean those whole five, seven days, but it'll give you a better outlook. If, if you're not, some people don't like to exercise, but some people, people love to dance. So that's why I said music is therapeutic. You could put on your favorite song and just start dancing for 45 minutes. Or you could you could listen to the whole Alicia Keys album and dance for 45 minutes. That's cardio. That's that's something that's, yeah, that's something something. that control controlling your mind and then you're feeling good at the same time. Yeah. So I think food journal, listening to music, doing something that's an activity where you get a lot of movement. It doesn't have to be weight training or just regular basic cardio because what happens is when you... When, Somebody who works out When you build a certain plan After a while it gets boring mm-hmm. So that's why now me Like I love to work out But I always educate myself now Now I go on YouTube And get different ideas I seen For example I seen a 17 year old kid In the gym And I stopped him He was doing a workout That I never seen before I mm-hmm. asked him He showed it to me And now I incorporated My workout on certain days It's about educating yourself And not being afraid Right mm-hmm. So I think the best thing Is to do is Start with a journal if you like to dance, dance. Do something that's going to make you feel good at the same time and you're getting a workout. Because Jimmy for everybody. And, um, and so, you know, to touch on that, right, um, what other things can you do besides, you know, focusing on your nutrition and, and talking about exercise as far as the gym? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, your nutrition is still going to be key because yeah. you can't out-exercise, like, out you can't out-activity 
a bad diet, right? Yeah. And so what one of the things is, is, you know, as he shared, he said, talk about doing other things like dancing, right? You can do active activities, rock climbing, paintballing, laser tag, bowling, all of those things that are going to keep you moving and keep you active. That's going to get you, you know, burning calories because you're not sitting still. But outside of that, also just getting around better people, right? You want to surround yourself with other people that are doing things what because they're going to inspire you right because have you ever noticed like something you know, i've talked about this before like have you ever noticed when you're around positive people like you could be in a bad mood right but when you're in a bad mood and then you go around other people that are all in a great mood and they're happy and all this other stuff right it, like you can't stay in that bad mood for too long yeah. why because everybody else around you that energy is going to engulf your bad mood and it's going to create a space where you're going to be feeling better right so when you can surround yourself with other people who are eating better who are being more active who are a little bit more focused on doing things that's going to be towards a healthy and more active lifestyle that are you're not where they are but they're just in a better position they don't have to be fitness gurus and nutritional gurus they just have to be people who are doing things that are working towards their goals you surround yourself around them it's going to be very hard for you to stay where you are and that's a great point you make because there's an old saying show me your friends i'll show you who you are right so if you're not around goal getters and people with dreams and goals you kind of lapse into the you know what i'm gonna stay commonplace i'm gonna stay complacent to just doing what my friends are doing and that way they're not leaving me, I'm not leaving them, and then we kind of develop a lifestyle complacency. So, since they just walked into the building, we was talking what's about up, what's up? health and stress. We're about to leave what's the topic. Brother? How you doing? If you want to drop a couple of seconds of, like, you know, how to maintain a health and stress-free lifestyle. Oh, wow. Health? I don't know. I eat a lot of pork. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can definitely attest to uh, stress-free um, I try to stay as stress-free as possible. Um, the only thing that stresses me out is my kids. <laughs> and that's just a product of life. That's not going to change. Yeah. But I think worrying about, don't worry about the things you can't control. Yeah. You know, that's the best way of doing it. There's certain things that's in your span of control in your life. You know, take care of those things as best you can. I know a lot of people that worry about things before they happen. Mm -hmm. Like they predict negative things. You know, they got a pessimistic view yeah. or... My thing is, like, I'm not going to worry about something until it actually takes place, yeah. until I can then deal with it. You know what I mean? So whatever's not in the span of your control, don't worry about it. Um, that definitely keeps your stress level down. Um, working out, staying fit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So we're going to move on to the next topic. The next topic is kind of heavy, but I felt like it's something we need to just discuss, right? And it's America and rape culture. Like... Now, with, you know, in the news lately, we've been hearing a lot of allegations of rape. And then it also seems to be like it's people in a position of power. Like, mm. you know, rape is terrible all the time. But we usually equate being raped as someone who's in a mental place of like someone who's not right in the head. So they choose to rape a woman, someone who there's something wrong and off. But in America, we also have this culture where it's supposed like, you know, CEOs. And different men of position the of power. The type of crime that it is. It's, yeah. a, it's a power, it's a dominating type of yeah. crime. It's you know, officers, you know, bosses at job, different, you know, different people in the position of power are utilized, are using rape as a power dominance tool and necessarily a way to, like, 
you know, bring someone down is not also just being a sexual predator, you know? So the first question, right? Because no power. Oh, you no, no, no power. <laughs> so the first question is because the biggest, you know, culprit in the last, you know, week has been Mr. Harvey um, Weinstein, who's a big, major Hollywood oh, film executive, yeah, you know? Exactly, he, yeah. The Heinstein Company has put out so many different, you know, monumental mm. films. And now we, we're finding out what was amazing to me, and not in a good way, is that, you know, usually you find out it's like someone who was in a position where they felt compromised, so they wasn't able to, like, speak out against the person. But you're hearing out these are big names, Angelina Jolie, like A-listers who's been yeah. A-listers for the last twenty years. I think Rosario Rosario Dawson. So so and um even even um Terry Crews, who's six five two forty solid. Victim, you know. Say he grabbed his penis. Yeah, uh, some some at a Harry Weinstein. No, not Harry Weinstein himself, some, but another Hollywood some. executive at a party groped him up and smiled like, "What are you gonna do?" Kind of thing. So the first question is. Harvey Weinstein has been sending sh shockwaves this week for his sexual assault allegation. Nelly's been accused of rape recently, but the person's now dropping it, so we don't know. Oh, that. she's dropping it. Yeah, we don't know if that's a payoff or not. Mm. You know, and a lot of other celebrities have sexual their sexual misconduct has been exposed. Does America have a huge problem with people in power and rape? I'll let the guests speak first. <laughs> heavy. I know it's heavy. <laughs> But you know, it's this show no, we cover no pressure we, here. We no, cover so across the board. It's mm -hmm. all good. Like so, one of the things that I, I don't really watch the news, mm -hmm. and so like so okay. you, the stuff you're talking about, like I, I mean, I can talk about it, but not specifically those things because I don't know about it, mm -hmm. right? Because I choose to focus on more positive things. However, is it an issue? I mean, it's been going on forever. How the what I think is more of an issue is that people end up in those positions, like you mentioned, some A-list people, right? And it's that wanting to be the A-list celebrity, so I'm gonna do whatever it is, as opposed to finding your own strength, right? And so I'm, a, I'm, I'm more focused on, we need to uplift each other more, and things like that can decrease, because if you have more self-confidence, if you um, are, are feel like, you know what, listen, I may not be where I want to be yet, right? But I don't have to compromise myself in order to get there. And, and I know that I will get there with faith, determination, and all that stuff. And then it's like, okay, eventually you will get there. But that we live in this now society and everybody wants everything now, right? We want to rush to get there. And, and so I'm going to take the easy way. And you might, you put yourself in compromising situations, you compromise your integrity. Because when you don't have your integrity, then you're, you'll fall for anything, right? And so when we can start to uplift each other and, and be more positive, in, in our communities and our friendships and, and all of that support each other. I mean, you know, I, I don't know what you guys do, right? But if you guys are entrepreneurs, like who are the first people to tell you no? Your friends and your family, yeah. right? They don't support you. And so if we can get out of that aspect and get to doing more support and doing more things, I think that those things would decrease. Why? Because people don't feel like they got to put themselves in that position to be successful, to be, you know, wherever it is that they need to be. And I think that's more of an issue for me of people having lack of confidence and, and lack of integrity, um, and which is creates the other thing. So it's like, that's a, to me, that's like a sidebar of the deeper issue of the self-esteem things, the confidence things. And, um, you know, so I think, yes, of course, people are going to prey on that because it's like, all right, cool, I got power and I know this is what you want. And so I'm going to do whatever it is that I want to you because I know you're going to do it. 
mm-hmm. right? And it happens in all industries, right? But it's, it, it happens because people allow themselves to want to do it because they're going to sacrifice, they're going to compromise their integrity to, to, to be the A-list person. Mm-hmm. versus, you know, okay, cool, listen, I'm not I'm not about that. I know that I'm going to get there. And especially nowadays, I mean, with the age of social media, like you can become a star without having to compromise. And yeah. I think it, I think it's going to slowly decrease because social media is so powerful now. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I mean, it, it, I think it's a, it's not a new issue. Yeah. I think it's always been around. It's just again because social media is so powerful, because the internet is so powerful, it's it's just there's more awareness mm-hmm. of it now. But I think it's something that's been in existence forever. What about you? Why, why do you think that so many, and I don't want to say men only because this, this, this not, is yeah. a woman too, but why so many people of power are, are choosing to like use rape as a, a, a kind of, you know, advantage that they're taking people of? It's because it's, um, it's they know people's, it's like selling your soul to the devil, right? When you come from nothing and you know this person can take you to the next level. If you come from the being dirt poor and then now you this next actor, this next Hollywood star, and you know this person can give you four or five more films and that can enhance your you can have twenty thousand dollars in your account and now you have a million dollars, you're gonna let certain things slide because now you're in a new bracket, you have a new life, you could provide for your family, everybody's looking at you as a star. So people what they do is they sell they soul sometimes because they want to get high in position. And, and people that's higher up, they know that. P, they, there's been allegations P. Diddy has did a lot of homosexual activities to, to, get, to get bad boys started. It's a lot of, it's a lot of allegations that, that's been going on in between the rap, music, entertainment. When you come from nothing, right? If me and you, we come from South Jamaica, Queens, right? Mm-hmm. We have no money. But somebody say, I can give you $20 million. Not saying that you're going you're gonna to let him grope you up or touch you or nothing, <laughs> but you might compromise him disrespecting you your a little morals. bit, just, yeah, yeah. the morals and your values that you believe in because now you're going to get $20 million. So it's scary, right? Mm-hmm. You put yourself in a situation where you're like, damn, I got 5000 in my account. You know, if I, you know, maybe if it's a lady, let's not just put guys, maybe if it's a lady, you know, if I let grandma, uh, just good grandma lady, <laughs> no, no, listen, if I let grandma kiss me a little bit, you know, I know she kind of she keeps touching my arms. You know, maybe I do get the I'm next not. three. Maybe I do get the next three roles. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe I'm gonna be in the next Batman, the next Planet of the Apes. What you call it? So you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna kiss Grandma a couple of times. Ain't nobody gonna know. And now you're the next star. <laughs> so it's selling yourself to devil. So yeah. you compromise yourself. We definitely yeah. in a. We it's a sellout society. That's so, what I'm saying. So but, to answer, and not, not to. I'm sorry right, to go go ahead. because we're kind of focusing on like you know people kind of like you know compromising their morals to achieve success in certain instances. But you know, I don't want to be in a in a, a lane where we kind of like shifting the blame to the victim. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the predators in the situation, mm-hmm. right? But but you could no no no. no. Okay, I, I, along with the predator, I was just saying we're uh, in that regard with these A-list celebrities and all these higher ups. It's a sellout society. You know, people sell out all the time to get where they want to get. You know, you got to give a little to get mm-hmm. what you want to get in. Um, sometimes that's just considered a little letting so and so touch you up or whatever, whatever, Fact. you know, so you can get the role, whatever. Um, but like you said, I don't want to blame the victim neither. But I, I say as a whole, our society is a rape society because um, that mentality is too common amongst people mm-hmm. in this society. You yeah. know, when once they have a position of power, they feel like you know they can do 
uh, whatever they so choose. And we can go to the highest uh, position in our country with our president. Yeah. You know, we got hats. Grab them by the pussy. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. You have hats that are yeah. selling because of that. And who said that? Our commander in chief. You know, he has that. I'm not saying he's a rapist or anything like that, but it's that mentality that leads to those other things taking place. Mm. You see what I mean? And he sees nothing wrong with that mentality. He sees himself um, above women, you know? And and that's the problem that I see with the power structure that we have in this country, that those in power seldomly get checked. Yes. That's what... Okay. That's what Trump's out here. Trump literally his platform, his everyday was like, is who gonna check me, boo? <laughs> right? That's how Trump chose to operate. And we have too many people in position of power who go who go without being checked. So they're allowed to do certain things. Like the the Harvey Weinstein. It's news to us. But in Hollywood, people have been saying, Yeah, he, that's how he get down, that's how he's doing. Why aren't people stepping up and checking these people? Because he because of his capital. Because it's money. Money is the root to all evil. The more money, you, listen, no, seriously. The more money you are, the, the more respected, right? Think about it. If I come, if I come into the studio right now, and and, and I tell you guys, and, and you know I'm worth thirty, forty million dollars, and I tell you guys, yo, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna sign, I'm gonna sign you to different stuff, which you call it. But you know what? I need y'all to sell drugs for a month. You guys might consider it because you know, you know. <laughs> I don't I'm, got no luck. I, I'm not, I'm I don't saying, got no luck. No, That's no, no. I'm, I'm just, traffic. I'm just saying though. You might, it might cross your thought because you know, you may, you know, I'm in a rough place right now. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Only a month, I can do that. And that's what happens. But see, that's people, what I can understand when but, they take advantage of the people who but, but like, are in tough positions. Yeah. But when you already established, like you already got your millions, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah, you want to get that next role. You still want to stay on top. That's the only thing harder than getting on top is staying on top. Yeah, you know, but, you, I mean, you, you still going to sell out, but you ain't going to sell out for any old thing now because yeah. you already no, somewhat established but money mo- when you have that capital and when you got that the, the, that power because of the money a lot you, you sometimes a lot of people degrade themselves and that's that's the problem yeah. degrading I, yourself I, for, I, for, for money which yeah. is I still everything. to me I still feel you know more of like you know that's when it comes to rape and, and things like that we kind of we too easily, and that's probably my next question, we too easily focus on the compromising of the victim. But I, I want to I wanna analyze the mentality of the predator. Like, you know, honestly, this country has been, you know, the way this country operates is it's always been the good old boy system where people at top kind of control and dictate what's done to the people under them, you know? But... My thing with the rape culture, right? Like Harvey Weinstein, the reason why I, I want to focus on Harvey Weinstein is like, this guy is a power player. He's, a, he's you know, money's not an object to him. You know, he has, a, he has access to so many things. Why, why do we, these people of power, continue to perpetuate that predatory attitude and that predatory... Well, I mean, at the, for, for me, I think it's, it's more so of we're not really going to understand it. Why? Because that's not you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to understand the mind of a predator if you're not a predator, mm-hmm. right? And so, but the people in the power, why do they continue to do it? Because people allow them to continue to do it. So I know you're saying you don't. You want to take the focus off of the victims. the victims, but at the end of the day, I'm sorry, at the end of the day, it, it still falls because if there is no victims, these people can't prey on anyone. If everybody continues to say no, if everybody continues to shoot it down, who are they preying on, right? And so, I mean, I, I, I like I like 
stuff like criminal minds and, and, and things of that nature, right? And typically things like that, it results to the childhood. And something happened in their childhood that they they were the kid that didn't get picked to play in the sandbox, right? And mm -hmm. so now they've created this success for themselves, and so they're going to just take out their revenge. And how they do it is because they know that people want what they have, right? But it's still, to me, it's still, again, on who you surround yourself with. Right, because if you're surrounding yourself with positive thinkers, if you're surrounding yourself with positive people, and somebody comes to you with some side stuff, you can be like, nah, like I know, right? So I, I've met millionaires, I've met people who have come from nothing that didn't have to sell themselves out to make it, like you know, and and so one of the things that I do is work on personal development, right? Um, you know, Les Brown says it's an African proverb that says, when there's no enemy within, no enemy outside can do any harm. Right. And so if you have that strength and that inner confidence in yourself and you're surrounding yourself with positive people, it doesn't really matter what other people are saying. It's like, OK, cool. You want this role. You got to do X. No, I'm good because I know that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I, I start my days off with personal development, listening to something, a positive message for anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes in the morning before I start my day. Why? Because that's what other successful people do. And, and so you just follow success. Success leaves clues. But one of the reasons they say it is because when you start your day off with positive messages, what do most people do? They watch the news. They read all the negative things, right? And so you have a bad day. When you when you hear a song first thing in the morning, what happens? You're singing that song all For day. The rest of the day. So if you start your day off with a positive message, you'll have positive things that happen all day long because you've fortified yourself with some positivity, right? Mm -hmm. You listen to somebody like Eric Thomas who lived in abandoned buildings and ate out of trash cans and is now one of the top motivational speakers and gets paid six figures to speak for 45 minutes. Yeah. Why do I need to go sell myself when this man created this thing and this is really before social media was popping, yeah. right? So now we have an opportunity to even create way more success, you know, without having to do these things. And so, but it's again, who are you talking to? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Because if you continue to keep around other people that are always talking about those things on what I would do to get this and what I would do to get that versus, you know what? I'm out here gonna grind. I'm out here gonna make it no matter what in a positive way, those things won't really happen as much. And I think people are just, there's just so much negativity, right? We talked about earlier, it's easier to take the excuse. It's easier to be negative. Right. Mm -hmm. Most people think, well, what if like, you know, he spoke earlier. He's like, you know, people think about the negative side first. Right. Most people, it's not like it's like, well, what if this happens? Well, what if that happens? Well, why not? What if I make it? What if I do win? Right. Sidebar, I, um, you reminded me of Eric Thomas when I was describing my brother, like, you know, about the person I'm bringing on to show him, like, you know how Eric Thomas is. He has that kind of, you know, output when he's discussing his health and wellness. So that was a good. Um, you know, person to bring up. I want to. This is the last question I ask on this topic, and then we can move on. I kind of touched it, but I really want to just have like you know, if we could get like you know, thirty seconds responses from each of you guys regarding it. So I was doing research with ninety-one percent of rape victims being women. Why? Why does it seem so easy for us to victim shame, especially when the accuser is a celebrity? Like I always hear, and and not not to you know cast you know any negativity towards anyone in the panel and stuff like that but that's why I wanted to concentrate more on the you know the predator or the, uh, the accuser because I feel like you know for instance Nelly when Nelly was accused of rape last week first thing people said was well she shouldn't have got on the tour bus or she knows he's an artist she should have never you know 
put herself in a situation to be around that person. And then, you know, the same thing sometimes people were saying with R. Kelly and their victims, Bill Cosby and their victims. I haven't really heard that much victim shaming with the Harvey Weinstein thing because his history within the tight circle has been so known. It's just like he's, he was equal opportunity to the people that he did that, no mm -hmm. matter where he kind of placed it. So why is it so easy for us to say, you know what, if that person, you know, kept himself out of that particular circumstance, then they wouldn't have happened. So why is it so easy to victim shame, especially when we know most of the victims are women? Anybody? Well, know? and okay. what what it has to what, to do with celebrity wise, it's 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 easy to victim shame because as the celebrities, they have a fan base. People don't want to believe that the person that they, you know, admire or look up to would do such a thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like if if somebody you love or somebody you know, you hear something negative that they've done the first instinct is like nah, nah man not my man he you know what I mean that. nah free so and so cause you, so and you so wouldn't have done that you don't know that person who's the victim or what they saying and you know the character or you believe you know the character of the person that's being accused so you like nah they couldn't have done that I don't believe it so and so is trying to come up or you know they, they just wanna you know find a way to get paid off my man or or they want to bring them down you know you're trying to find a reason as to why what they're saying is not legitimate you know that's the first instinct because the person who you're familiar with you may know you know you're like uh-uh I, I ain't trying to believe that you know so i think that's the first part of it what do you think um uh, like uh, to piggyback what Mike is saying, um, I think it's it's like a lot of people is their character, right? So when you're an entertainer, you got a certain character and a certain behavior that you present to the world. So like for, for prime example, the Usher and the big girl. The big girl said that Usher uh, had sex with her, gave her herpes, and all this. Everybody's like, this girl's lying. Are you kidding me? Usher wouldn't do that. But you, we don't know Usher. We only know Usher from his Wait, great mu his great music and his character, right? Yeah. So. Like, that's what I'm saying. So when you what we appear to, yeah, what we think his character, what we is, see right? is he dances nice. So, <laughs> so a lot of people, Usher, Usher could be somebody who, who hits on his wife, who does all these negative things. But we only know what the TV shows or the entertainment world gives us. So a lot of times, we we with the victim shame, we don't look at them. We automatic, we automatically look them at them as a negative light because we're like, no, nah, that's not them. They. Why are they trying to destroy my man's character? I love Usher. Why, why would she do that? That's it. So I think the the biggest reason, it, just in, in my opinion, that people go to victim shame, right, is because we live in a society where people want the easy way. No one wants to work hard for anything, mm -hmm. right? And so because we have in this society that, you know, everybody, like, you know, Mike said, is looking for the come up, that's just the society that we live in. And because we live in that society where people don't, want to work hard to get to where they want to be everybody's always looking for that that quick that quick fix right that mm -hmm. lottery ticket and and be that's the society we live in and so because we live in that and that's the culture where everybody's looking for the scam or the whatever way mm -hmm. right and so i think that's what creates uh, a quick like people to victim shame first because it's like well this person's made it you ain't got nothing and, and so that's why you're trying to comfort this person because like what what is what is it that you've been doing what is your what is your track record to create whatever wealth that you're seeking in retribution for whatever you the allegations that you made and so i think if we didn't live in i think you know this is the victim shaming probably didn't happen you know 50 60 years ago where everybody was working hard yeah. right 
um, because it was like if it happened, I mean, whatever. Yeah. But nowadays, we nobody wants to work hard. Well, mm-hmm. look at the situation where it's two people we know, and then you have different views. I'm talking about like the Chris Brown Rihanna situation, right? Yeah. When I first heard that, I didn't jump and say, "Oh yeah, Chris beat on Rihanna." I was like. Chris Brown hitting on Rihanna? Yeah. You know, I know his, Chris Brown. His young character dude. after the fact has yeah. kind of made it. But you like know what I thought? Initially, I was like, oh, Rihanna had to start that. You know, she a West Indian woman. They mad, aggressive. You know, she probably popped him in the face. <laughs> and then he was just like trying to defend himself. You know, because Chris Brown, I'm like, that's, that's Because Chris you Brown. like Chris Brown. And the image, that the, I, no, no, I, I couldn't the, see it. Yeah, you know kid, what I mean? The char- I love Rihanna, the too. The character he presented himself. But now, yeah. you, but, but now you see that he's an animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's an animal, no, no, but he's no. a fake dog. No, he's an animal. <laughs> but didn't, but didn't, but it didn't, didn't she initiate the first time? She, I don't she, remember. I, like I told you, I don't. It was in the car. I'm, I'm sure it was an argument. Either way, if she initiated or not, he it was he wrong. took it to another oh, level. Yeah, you know, right. you can't. So I was surprised by that. You could never retaliate on one. Like people, people always say, if a woman put her hands on me, I'm gonna fight her like a man and stuff like that. The way well, that Rihanna, say that. <laughs> no, 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 trust me. I was crazy, the same thing. Listen, I'm like, I don't as know. As crazy as it sounds, I see it all the time, you know. And and I always look at people like, huh? Like yeah. you know, if she if she wanna put her hands on me like a man, I'm gonna treat her like a man. That's to me, that's no secret. Like yo, watch this dude. He might beat he on. But we know some friends that. I wanna close out in saying that you know what, I agree with. All that what you guys said about the victim shaming, because I feel like we hold certain people to such a high esteem, right? That we question, like, this guy's successful. This guy did everything that it took to make it in America. There's no way that he could have this dark secret. So we mm. continue to Bill protect. Cosby. Yeah, we continue to to protect these predators because of their success. We equate their success with morality, but we all know. That a lot of I still don't people believe Michael Jackson is guilty of those crimes. Oh, brother, that's a whole nother that's show. I still don't show. believe yeah, Michael Jackson. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, so we we gonna do the last segment. The last segment. That's gonna a whole nother show. <laughs> last segment's gonna be a lighter, a lighter segment, right? And it's called Sex and Happiness, right? Because I was reading some things about, like, you know, there was on a study about, like, a if a couple has sex three times a week, they're more likely to remain married. Which was a weird thing to say, but to, to be honest with you, how did they do that survey? That's because you know all, all of those surveys they, they, they always week. ask a couple. They ask a couple, you know, how often do you guys fight? And then they also do the correlation of okay, how often mm-hmm. do these same couples who fight and, and those who responded who fight more, mm-hmm. they found that they was having sex less. Mm. And they did a correlation between they wasn't know, having that makeup sex. That's why. So, <laughs> so, the, so the question is: If a man and woman or a couple doesn't agree on the frequency of sexual encounters, can they still have happiness in the relationship? So, to read, like, to uh, break down that question, my thing is like: A husband want to have sex with his wife, let's say three times a week, and the wife says, "Nah, I'm only good for one time a week." So, you know, obviously, there has That's to be some problem. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> That's, a, there has That's a huge problem. I hear you. There has to be some kind of compromise, right? So, can that relationship still have happiness? We'll let the okay. guest speak first. <laughs> now, you can disclose your relationship status if you want or not, but regardless of what your relationship status is, how do you feel about that? Because I'm married. He's married. He's dating. So I, we don't know your situation. Like I said, you don't have to disclose it. But I mean, I'm I'm dating. I'm single. Um, okay. But 
as you said, like as you were describing the question, right? You said compromise, and I think even if people, because people are never going to be on the same, you know, path anyway. I mean, it's rare that you got two people that's like, yeah, three times a week, you mm-hmm. know, or yeah, one time a week. It happens, right? But just 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 healthy relationships. So no, I've not been married, right? But I know a lot of married people and people that have been married for a long time, mm-hmm. and that compromise is is a thing. But it's the communication, it's the trust, right? The communication is key. That's one of the building blocks. And if you don't communicate that, I think where people have more arguments is because they never communicate, right? It's like, well, I want it three times a week. She only wants it one time a week. We've never talked about how many times we should have it a week. And so we're fighting over these things because it's like, she should know I want it three times. He should know I only want it once, right? But yet, no one ever spoke about it. I feel it's a losing battle for men. Not necessarily. Because if, if, if a woman wants it three times and a man only wants it once, a man feels pressure. I'm a man. I have to step it up and give it multiple times. If a woman just wants it once and a man wants it three times, she kind of owns the cookie. She kind of owns the situation so she can shut that down. But I think with the communication factor, right, because there's other areas that you can pick up the slack. And so I think when you start to talk about things, right, because I think there are some women who will be more willing to up it if they're at one, right, up it if you're making them happy in other areas, right? Mm-hmm. If you're doing mm-hmm. things like, paying attention to them changing their hair if you're bringing home some flowers if you're watching the the chick flicks with them right running it's like, them a bath right you, you know, know do, 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 doing the things without <laughs> doing the things without them asking right yeah. that's going to uh, that, get that is, them towards doing it more right but again crucial. it's that communication factor right and, and again we have people don't want to argue but they argue all the time and if they don't want to talk because they feel like the talk is going to create the argument but then they still argue anyway right and so it's like when you have that communication then it's like okay now we know well i know what you're what you want you know what i want now we can find some middle ground but it's never going to be 50 50 right there's going to be 80 20 there's going to be 40 60 however it goes flip-flop right but i think that it can work if communication is happening right and you know so there's that what is it the five love languages mm-hmm. and in that book and it's crucial right and so because everybody's love language is different yeah I and, own that book too. and so when you find out what your partner's love language is again like physical touch may not be theirs right and mm-hmm. that that's why she might be at a one and it might be yours which is why you might be at a three but when you find out what her love language is it could be words of affirmation right it could be you know doing things and so when you find out and you start doing those other things they're going to want to do more stuff for you so i think communication will allow it to work lack of communication that ain't going nowhere i took a um a, cu- a couple's class or some something or the other right and, and one of the things that was said in this class uh, there's a, a pebble game you could play. You got like a little bowl or whatever by the side of the bed, right? And you leave a pebble there in the bowl when you ready to, you know, get it in. Yeah. And your partner sees that. And then when they ready, they leave their pebble in there, you know. And then basically you're communicating without actually verbally communicating, yeah. letting you know, okay, so you're ready, I'm ready. We're going to get it in, you know. That's one way of just... You know, letting you know I wanna see. I wish I was in that class because then I'd have a question. So what happens if I leave it in tonight, and then Mm -hmm. she puts it in two days later? But I don't want it two days later. (laughs) (laughs) Like they both in there, but I don't want it right now. Like that's I have to work that out. (laughs) So and the question Mm -hmm. is, you know, can there be happiness if you know the frequency is not agreed upon? 
it, it, it's definitely could be happiness, right? Communicate like 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 I guess was saying, communication is definitely key, right? You 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 got to talk things out, right? Like you know, it, when you marry, you, let's be honest, most married men are not having sex five to seven days because their schedules different, their work schedules different, everything is different. But if you if you set certain standards, saying listen, you know, I'm I'm, I'm gonna let you pass from from Monday Thursday, but Friday come around. Something gotta give. Friday, listen. Friday through Sunday, it should be no excuses when you're in a relationship, right? Cause no Monday. No, you got kids. No, no. Even if you, you got, got listen, even if you got, even you got kids, the kids better be asleep by eleven o'clock. It depends what, what's going on. So you I, got a lot of rules out there. I, I got a lot of rules, but listen, Boy. Monday, listen, Monday through Thursday, somebody with two different work schedules, I give them that because they're tired. Even they got kids, they got. If your wife, you gotta set then you gotta do this. But Friday. You Friday, Saturday, even Sunday, you gotta figure it out. You gotta give me three days of something. <laughs> something gotta but go what, down. But what if they work on the weekend? Huh? What if they yeah. work on the weekend? Schedule. Something gotta go down. Cause the weekend, <laughs> listen, weekend, weekend, listen. Monday through Thursday, you might have that boss on you. Friday. Somebody's might, weekend might be week. in the middle of the week. Yeah, yeah. it can work. Listen, Some it, people's it, weekends is Tuesday can, and Wednesday. It can work, it can but work. it has to be communication. It's communication. And it has to be. Attention paid to what your partner needs, and then you, and then, then you gotta spice that. it up. You can't spice get too comfortable because yeah. sometimes women, women just feel like you're not. When they first, when anyway, when you first caught somebody, everything is great. You know, if I'm gonna go to the gym four or five days a week and 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 try and try to keep my body up. I'm not saying you have to go to the gym for five days a week, but it'd be nice because if, if you wear some lingerie, don't come, don't come with the hair, right. the hair right, right. And, the, and, the, and think I'm gonna and be turned on. You so, understand? Yeah, and you know I kind of agree with a lot of things that you guys are saying. I and you hit you hit the nail on the head. It's the consistency. Women want to see a man have consistency, especially with the things that you know what she needs help with. Things that she need, especially if. You guys are both working adults, both busy schedules and things. If you can do without asking the things, you know, anticipate her needs, that would definitely help out with the frequency issue. So you then, cook her a meal, cook right? Her a meal. She, she's expecting to come home and have to cook and clean up, and yeah. you got that already done, you know? Yeah. Maybe slip a little ecstasy in her stomach. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you do not condone the slipping in the ecstasy. It, That's no. the Harvey Weinstein <laughs> mentality. <laughs> I'm just joking, people. I'm just joking. Let me move on, right? So, um, <laughs> that's another show that we don't want to talk about. No, Please, that, that's never a show. I'm that's trying to be Bill on. That's the Bill Cosby episode. So, <laughs> so my question is, right? Um, because we discuss how there can be a disconnect between frequency from a man and a woman from desire or just communication. So we, we study that communication, desire, those things kind of play into a factor. So as a, just a de facto, because we got five minutes left into the show, so I want to try to keep the answers quickly. What is the healthy number of encounters per week and what's a troubling number? So I'll let the guests go first, you know, try to keep your answers within 20 seconds because it's a number question. The to be like you talking about like frequency wise yeah, of sex. So what is the healthy number of sexual encounters a week, and what's the troubling number? I mean, I think a, I think the troubling number is zero. Mm-hmm. Um, healthy is just whatever. I think whatever you guys talk about, like, because I don't, I don't think because one could be great for people, right? Mm-hmm. And seven could be great for people. I think so. It just communication factor. I mean, you want to talk about three, four is the medium of seven days. Um, I think there's only troubling and zero um, because just that communication and a touch is necessary. Um, but any whatever number it is for for you and your your partner that y'all work that on. That was a very good answer. That was good. Um, 
zero is definitely a trouble number. Um, sexual activity, period. Like, it, um, if it's fellatio, it got to be at least two, three, three times a week. And if it's no, no, we're all, we're all this guy's a caveman. Listen, fellatio if it's fellatio, I'm a, I'm a Haitian Caribbean man. So if it's fellatio, it's either two, three times a week. And if it's sex, it got to be at least at least once or twice because. A healthy relationship You gotta have affection If you don't have that affection You can't just be watching movies Doing stuff it's, I'm saying. only cutting you off Cause no, we I gotta know, get I know. <laughs> Troubling number Is not really zero It's negative one And below mm-hmm. And that's okay. negative one Meaning she, she giving it to somebody else. Oh. No, no, no. Somebody else is getting it. You know what I'm saying? Because I was trying to wonder how do you equate negative <laughs> one? Like that, negative that one is somebody else is that, getting it. That's definitely it. a trouble number. That's really so, trouble. So what's a healthy number? Zero can happen in a rough week where y'all just missing. Y'all yeah, missing each the, other. Yeah. You know what I mean? We make up for next week. Um, but a healthy number, uh, I think that depends on the people. You know what I mean? Some people are more sexually... Uh, need uh, they need sex? Give more us a number, bro. Life. For me personally, um, I would say three and a half, maybe four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the weekend is twice, no doubt. So, the weekend is twice. So I'm gonna answer so this during the week. Mike, my, my thing is, I agree with you with the zero, but I think one should be the bare minimum. But if circumstances happen, things happen, then it cannot happen. But you know what? Had the conversation One is low The worst thing you can do Is let weeks pass And you're not speaking about it You're acting like Oh maybe he won't notice Nah he noticed <laughs> You know what I'm saying So But I think a healthy number to me Is three I think Sneak one in during the week And you try to do two on the weekend You know what I'm saying If your schedules permit I If your schedules sync If your schedules sync Right So now the next question is Is there Okay, so because we we discussed how there could be a disconnect in the frequency, and we had different numbers. Last question is: is is the disconnect between frequency and a relationship excuse to cheat, or is it a reason? Neither. It's not an excuse to cheat, and it's not a reason to cheat. It's a reason to start having a conversation. Um, I don't like for me it, like. Cheating is never an option. This guy's good. You this know, guy's good. I just say like this guy good. We might have found our mentor. <laughs> but you know, like just, it's it's a re- like, if you start feeling that like there's other issues, right? And and there's always other issues. It's just that that's the thing that you can focus on, right? Mm-hmm. And and so you're like, oh, it's because of the sex. No, it's not. It's not really because of the sex. There's other things that are bothering you, but that's the that's the prevalent thing. Like the like it could be where you know like somebody squeezes like they don't they don't push the the toothpaste all the way up to the top, right? Yeah. They can squeeze it from the middle, right? Well, and she you falls blow, in the toilet seat because you left the seat and you, up, and they blow up about that. But it's not about the toothpaste. There's other things, right? But the lack of communication. So, I mean, but again, I'm not going to say it's not an excuse or a reason. It's never. Um, I'd rather walk away, but I'm going to talk first. Mm. Um, isn't it it's an <laughs> excuse or a reason? Cliff is like, this is a reason. Try to keep it quick. I, I'm, I'm going to keep it quick. Um, it's definitely a reason. Because I don't, I, relationships work when you're you having you and your partner are having sexual intercourse, right? Because everything could be going great. You could be paying all the bills. Your Both of y'all finances could be right. The disconnect of not having sex with each other, that's big. That's a reason. Because, listen, at the end of the day, if you're not going to do it, somebody else will. 
And somebody's gonna pay attention to you. That's well, why I said. Is it an excuse yeah, or a reason? Mean, we just roommates if we ain't having sex. <laughs> but, uh, so it's a reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, a reason. It's, it's 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 not definitely not an excuse. Um, but men cheat usually out of lack of physical contact, meaning they ain't getting none at home. That's usually their reason. Where women are different, they don't cheat just because of that. They they form uh, certain connections, emotional emotional connections connection yeah. outside. You know, um, so I would say I don't even really want to answer this question because I <laughs> you already gave too much to incriminate yourself. I'm a, I'm gonna close it out saying that I definitely believe it's an excuse and not a reason, right? But also, community, like you all said, communication is the key. If you're letting your spouse know there's reasons why it's not happening right now, please bear with me. This and the other, I'll try to be affectionate with you. Otherwise, but for some reason, I can't mentally get there. Then the person has to be like, I understand, and then try to do things to help that happen. It's an excuse because it's just like, yo, if you, it's it's men go to like, well, she you wasn't giving it to me, so I had to get it somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I feel like we all, as adult men, have discipline enough to like, you know, work around it if we had that communication. And that's how we're gonna end the show. Mm-hmm. So another great episode of the Views from the Friends on podcast. I'd like to thank our guest Reggie for coming through, Mr. Body. Yes, if you right. can, you know. Drop a couple of seconds of letting people know how they can reach out to you and what you got going on. Cool. So, again, this is Reggie, Mr. Body. You can find me on social media by Reggie Lanty or Mr. Body, whether or on um, Instagram, Mr. Body Defining. I think it's the same thing on Snapchat. My YouTube page is Body Defining. Essentially, anything with Mr. Body, Body Defining, or Mr. Body Defining. In this video, in the comments, you could also leave your information for people. Yep. Cool. Um, I just want to say, you know, educate yourself, whether it's health, working hard, bettering your finances, and don't be afraid to ask, because that's the only way you're going to grow. That's it. Uh, back to one of our earlier topics. You are all too blessed to be stressed. Uh, every day you wake up and you can breathe air and uh, put something out there. You can make the most of your life, so just make every day count. You know what I mean? Like I always say, you know, continue to work on yourself. Continue to build upon your dreams and you know every day work on something small we always try to do a marathon in one day you know what i'm saying you got to train you got to build yourself up to that and i always end every show saying chase your legacy and not liabilities and that's my view for the week thanks for everybody for coming through we out. peace Views. <laughs>